Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Girls, spill it. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, the pot, the tea is hot. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode two of two on Margaret of Austria. And I know part one was a lot. So I'm ready for more. I know. I Again, we're going to get better at this, you guys. Hang in there with us. Um, I know it was a lot, but I'm going to make it up to you in the second episode here. It's going to be I want this to be exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) But yep, we are on two of two. So where we were... Um, at the end of episode number one was she had just been engaged to Philibert. <laughs> or Philibert. I'm saying Philibert. Yeah, the Philibert of my is... life. Can we just call him Birdie? Birdie Boy? We can absolutely call him Birdie Boy. Okay. <laughs> and let's go ahead and talk a little more about Birdie Boy here. Oh. So good old Bert was just a few months younger than Margaret of Austria. And get this. He was also known as the Handsome. Okay, but then that title just loses its meaning if more than one person... I would have loved to be Emily the Beautiful, but then if there was another bitch named something the Beautiful, I'd be like... (laughs) Okay, I would get all evil queen on her and be like, who's the fairest, though? (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, am I the handsome? Is he the fair? What's going on Yeah, what's going on? But that's that's cute. I'm glad that he's also the handsome. They were in different areas of the world. Maybe every, like, country had a handsome and she just happened to be linked to two of them. It's like a beauty pageant. There we go. I like that. Yeah, and they award it to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, he was apparently living up to that name, though. He was this perfectly built athlete, and he excelled in tournaments and hunting and through these balls and banquets and, like, was that guy. Philbert? Um, But yes, so Philbert was that guy, though. He was hot. He liked to party. But he didn't like to do, you know, like, governing of his realm. Okay, Um, but that's your job, my guy. He left all of those duties to his illegitimate half-brother named Rene. So Rene's running the show. And Philbert's out here. Getting none of the credit. Yeah, getting none of the credit. And Philbert's out here just partying, right? Okay, that's icky. Yeah, but Philbert's great, though. Um, okay, we, we do like him. Yeah. Okay. He, he just, just wanted. He's going through a phase. He just wanted to have fun. It. Yeah. Like he's. That's what he's doing. And his kingdom's still getting ran. You know, he left it to Renee. That's fine. Who wants to do it? Yeah. Apparently, he's not trying to steal it from him. He's like, you can have it. I'm gonna go I get like wasted and shoot a boar yes. with an arrow. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, drunk men did back then. <laughs> yep. And this shoot was shoot a boar with an arrow. Yeah, shoot a boar with an arrow. <laughs> like go to a, a, the brothel and get. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What they're doing. That sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> getting mistresses. Um, but the fact that he was so turned off of politics and all of that would give Margaret her moment oh. to step in oh, good. and finally be more than a wife or just a political liked, pawn. Yes, she liked actually like the yes. nitty gritty and details she was of it. Smart. And she had now been groomed by two different countries mm-hmm. <laughs> to rule, right? Yes. So she's, she's got experience. Oh, yeah. She's, she's learned. She's ready for it. Mm-hmm. So um, their marriage contract was signed. 
and Margaret was sent over there with her huge dowry, and she was on her way to meet another husband. And when she arrived, she was married by proxy with Renee standing in his filibert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep, interesting. So, yep, so there, there it was. And so before she ever met him, she was now the Duchess of Savoy. How romantic. Yep. So this was big changes for her. So she finally took off her morning clothes because she had been dressed in morning garb for Juan this whole time. Um, Her girl. Yep. For four years, she was wearing morning clothes. Yeah. Um, And she celebrated her new marriage with her husband with a bunch of feasts, receptions, dancing, the whole thing. You know, Duke just got married. It's a big thing. Uh, They went on a tour of like their lands together and she learned a lot and they ended up falling in love too. Yeah, Philippa was a good guy. She was a good oh. woman. And they balanced each other out because, yeah. you know, he likes to party and she kind of does great. too, but she's, you know, can also handle shit. And it's get like it the done. couples where one does the bills and the other one has a ton of fun yep. taking the kids to the trampoline park. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so great. it was a great balance. Um, so, but Philibert had, like, just no control over his government at all. <laughs> like, it, he wasn't doing it. And it yeah. blew her away. So, she came in and went to fucking work. She immediately just exiles Renee. He's gone. Oh, like, shit. Sends him away. Yeah, like, oh, you're shit. no longer running things. Like, I'm the Duchess. This is my authority now. Oh, damn. So, okay. she starts, yep, she starts, um, like, just throwing herself into both, like, state affairs and foreign affairs like mm-hmm. she's all over the place and she ends up setting up her political headquarters at her favorite chateau that they have in savoy and she's yeah, just she running the show <sighs> and so she's a duchess running a duchy so she has a whole bunch of i say with air quotes colleagues out there who were other dukes <laughs> yeah. running yeah. you know yeah but she had such an edge on them because yes she'd never done it before and she was young but she had this experience that none of them had right like they weren't raised to be kings necessarily no Being raised to be a duke in is very different countries as yeah. well right like dukes still very much oh that's big abide by yeah. the king's rules mm-hmm. you know and so being a Duke and being a king, being a duchess, being a queen, very different. Yeah. And also, she was definitely not sheltered. And through all of her traveling and marriages, she's already met, like, the biggest political players in Europe right now. She like, has a lot of experience. Oh, yeah. She knows the whole French court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, totally cool with Isabella and Ferdinand, who are, like, just own and face great, right now. Yeah, she's a great daughter-in-law to them. Yep. And also, she's a Habsburg. So she's related to everybody, too. Oh. So she just has all of these advantages. And she is, like, the duchess of all duchesses. So she starts surrounding herself with these super comp- competent and trustworthy advisors and assistants that stay with her her whole life. Like, she doesn't switch these people out. Like, she picks them and they stick with her the whole time. That's great. Um, yeah. And she applied every single thing that she ever learned in France and in Spain and took it and, like, dumped it right into Savoy. Great. And from this moment in her life, she would never, ever, ever again be a wife. She's going to be a ruler from here on out. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. 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 You like that? I thought you would. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that brings us up to the summer of 1504. And that year was real hot, which I just okay. went to France for the first time last year. And I was very blown away by how hot it was. Um, it's hot there. <laughs> 
like I, I don't went know in the fall, so I have yeah. I it was know. very nicely temperate yeah, when I went. I don't know why I, it never dawned on me that mm-hmm. like it's warm there, but it is. Um, but fifteen oh four that summer was like scorching hot, like too hot to be outside. Oh, but Bert. Oh, and there's no air conditioning. No, and you're wearing a million clothes, and oh they're my thick gosh. clothes. Yeah, like yes. ew, kill me. We were sweating to death. Yeah, in our Renaissance garb at the Renaissance Fair in October. Oh yeah, in Idaho. Yeah, no, the room Yikes. that we're in right now is like 72, and there's a fan on. Yeah, like, and I have I this can't. light shirt on, and I'm like, Whoa. yeah, I can't. <laughs> um, so it was hot, but Bert was bored. He doesn't like to be inside. Oh, birdie boy. I know. So he wanted to go hunting really badly. He loves a hunt. This sounds like a very bad idea. I know. And Margaret thought so too. But he begged and begged and they love each other. And she's like, okay, get the party together. We're going to go hunting. So we. Oh, all of them. She's going going too. Yep. They're all going boar hunting. Okay. Um... And so they're out there and he's riding around like it's not a million degrees outside. And so by the time lunch rolls around, he's real, real dehydrated. Oh, no. Um, so he's asking for not ale, not water. You can't drink water back then. I was going to so say, and you ale. can't even drink water. You have to drink it's alcohol, alcohol so you don't <laughs> die. Oh, God. Like, was everyone like a little drunk? Or do you think they were be. so used to it that... I don't know. They must like, have had a really high tolerance. Can drink like a lot and not and feel anything. Fine. So maybe they just didn't feel They're anything. like heavyweights. Yeah. I don't know. But he apparently asked for like cup after cup of ale. He was not doing good. I feel so, like that's just not going to hydrate you. No. <laughs> I feel like that's going to do the opposite. No, the man How needed, were people alive? <laughs> no, he needed a Pedialyte for sure. And he was getting some ratchet ass oh. ale. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he ate his meal, but this horrid pain in his side started and they took him home. And by the time he got home, he was writhing in pain and he died. So there there goes Philibert. I'm gonna have to edit out so many just sighs. Yeah. Just be like, <laughs> oh. yeah. like I feel bad for him, but Margaret. Margaret Girl. was not okay. Nope. She was not okay. Like she tried to commit suicide. Oh, honey. And people no. back then in this era and this region of the world, you don't do that. Yeah, Roman Empire, very normal. Yes, this, this no. absolutely like, not. Like where yeah. religion is your life. <laughs> like, yes. Religion's just not, oh, this is my religion. No, religion in this region is life well, to people. Well, don't you like not go to heaven if you yeah, commit suicide? No. Nope. And all these people are Catholic for the most part. Right. Protestantism's yeah. kind of come in, but I mean, Ugh. her her dad's the Holy Roman Emperor. <laughs> like, she Catholic. Yeah. And you don't commit suicide. But she tried. She tried to jump out a window. Oh, my God. And, um, yep. And I don't know what happened there. Every source I saw said she didn't succeed. Some things oh. said that she was saved. Some say that her plan was thwarted. So I don't know if someone saw her standing on the ledge and, like, ripped her down or talked her down or she did jump, but someone was able to intervene or was not tall. I have no clue. Damn. But she tried and failed. And so she went into this, like, insane depression like catatonic oh yeah she refused to leave his side she just sat next to his dead body for for a long long time Um, oh which again back then people would because it was crazy back then and there wasn't any way to tell if someone was still actually alive so people would be in coma like states you know you'd be like maybe 
that's why that's where we get the term wake from in funerals is because they would leave the bodies out for like a week or so and hope just that to they make would sure they oh yeah and then after that they would go you know, oh my gosh kind of yeah. um anyways all of this is irrelevant because he was actually dead <laughs> sorry <laughs> Actually dead, but I love the origins of words. So <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm glad to hear the it. The point was, is they would kind of keep dead bodies around for a little bit, but mm-hmm. she kept it around longer than that. Not years or anything. They finally convinced her, like, "Hey, you've gotta, you've gotta bury him. He's gone. He was like starting to like decompose and stuff. He wasn't waking up. Stinky. So she had them cut his heart out and embalm it so she could keep it with her forever. And you look horrified, and I'm sure that every <laughs> what else. Does I know you. And like, my Pisces yeah. soul is like, oh, like that's so. That's my Aries soul is like, oh, that's so sweet. Just to keep a piece of him forever. Aww. Um. So yeah. Anyways, she buries him. <laughs> the look on your face is great. Um, I love that you love that though. I know. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. Like I genuinely think that is like such a sweet sentiment and they kind of did that back then again here i go <laughs> here i go uh king henry the eighth yes. kept one of his wife's hearts buried like in hampton court his favorite palace and her yeah. body was put somewhere else they just kind of did that back then yeah i think it's so sweet i don't know if i die tomorrow and you cut my heart out and embalm it and keep it with you mm-hmm. i am like up in heaven just like okay slow that's forward. actually really good to know maybe i'm gonna hit that point of insanity there you go. <laughs> but you know what at the same time like oh those videos where people are organ donors when they pass away yeah and then like the hearts in yep, a yep, new yep, person yep, yep. and then they like the mom listens yeah to the heart okay, do so, that yeah. See, that's cute. Do you do that? Yeah. See, yeah. But like, if the heart can't be saved, I guess I get it because like, it is nice to have a a piece of them. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. About We're trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get on your level here. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm a fucking weirdo, and a hopeless romantic, <laughs> and a normal person would be like, "Wow, that's really off putting." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> because I'm toxic." <gasps> Yep. So anyways, she keeps his heart. She withdraws from society altogether and she swears off marriage forever. She's done. She's allowed. How old is she? Is she like just in her 20s? Like, yes. Yep. She is only in her early 20s. So um, she did keep one last promise to Philibert, though. He wanted to be buried um, next to his mother in the Benedictine cloister, which was like this cool area of like mausoleums but it was kind of in ruins so he wanted it to be all restored and he wanted to be in a mausoleum there with his mom so she spent the next 25 years working to restore the area he wanted and she did have him put next to his mom but Mm -hmm. she had everything around it like built all up and everything and she would never even see this place alive ever wow but she just worked on it for 25 years because that was his last our bitch keeps a promise i know Mm -hmm. it's the last thing he wanted love her um, and for the rest of her life, she's in widow's clothes. She never changes oh. out of them. This really, this really wrecked her. Back then, was it black too? Was it like black yeah, or was it like it a was, certain style? Like um, what was? It was, it's kind of a lot. Um, 
we can use it for the photo mm-hmm. um, yeah, that we put up on our social media and stuff with facts about her. So you can check it there. That's the widow's garb. But it's very like black and white. Oh, okay. Um, Neutral colors. Almost. Yeah. It's kind of almost like puritan-y, I would okay. say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's that it's that kind of look. I got it. Um, yeah. yeah. Where the morning clothes would have been all black, you know. Yeah. But the widow okay. clothes, you're... And she's very covered, you know. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, you're not... You're done. You're a widow. Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. I don't look at me. Yeah. Um. So she's going through it, but everyone's still kind of looking to her to be the ruling head of Savoy, right? That's what she's been doing. She's got to do it. And she's been doing a good job at it, yep. supposedly. And so Bert did leave his younger half-brother as his heir, but she made a deal with him to continue her rule in Savoy. She was killing it. So his brother's like, yeah, man, you <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to live. I'm going to do what my <laughs> brother did yeah. and just keep living a good damn life. Yep. And, and you so, take care of all the work. Yep. And so she stayed in Savoy for the next two years, um, just doing her thing. Um, however, <laughs> it's, it was looking like a fourth marriage was in the works because Maximilian doesn't stop. So Max, <laughs> he was trying to marry her off to a recently widowed Henry VII of England. And she said, shove it up your ass. I am so yourself. done. I'm never getting married again. What if I fall in love with this guy and then he fucking <laughs> dies know. on me? No. I she does fall in love pretty quick for a Capricorn. But she was also <laughs> very young. young. You know, yeah. I was in love with everything a baby Capricorn. 16 too, you uh-huh. know? So, um, she, yeah, she was not having it. And Maximilian actually handled this. He wasn't like... You're getting married. I don't care. I'm your dad. He was trying to, like, bring her around to it. So he was trying to convince her, um, which I know you don't love. But dads back then were mean. And he really could have, like. No, I do think I will give him the teeniest bit of credit because I'm really not liking this guy. But he gets the little teeniest bit of credit for that. For not just being like, nah, fuck you. You're going to do what I say. He knew that she had a rough go. And so he was really trying to bring her around to it. He was writing Henry VIII the whole time. Like, no, I think I can, I can convince her and stuff. But the universe intervened and was like, nope. And it intervened in the form of a death. And this time it was her brother, Philip. So, (gasps) yep, Philip is gone. And now Charles, nephew Charles, being too young to rule in his own right, he's only six right now. Okay. Uh, Maximilian made Margaret his guardian with his mother, Juana, the mad, being considered mentally unstable. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Because at least, like, he has some sort of mother figure oh, in yeah. his life. Oh, yeah. And she never has actual, like, biological children, right? So, like... No, not after that one time, and so... Right. Yeah. So, like, it's probably nice, like... Oh, yeah. And she's been his godmother, you know, from day one. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it was kind of a no-brainer, you know? Um, Maximilian also appointed Margaret the governor of the Low Countries, which was, like, kind of an awe thing, because if you remember, those were all the lands that were brought into the marriage uh, by her mom. Like, those were, like, her right. mom's native land. So, yeah, so he was giving she it right back them. to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, you know, kind of sweet. Yeah. So, obviously, she hears this author and accepts without hesitation, and now she's on her way back home. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, she uh, arrives there. She sets up her court at her newly renovated palace in Mechelen. Remember that? Yes. Um, yep, where her and um, her step-grandmother 
uh, lived for four years way back then. And then um, she would stay in Mechelen for the rest of her life. So oh. that is like her main headquarters And that's now. where she had like nice memories and stuff too. Yes. So it's like a good place to go back to and like live the rest of her life. Yep. And she um, she ends up calling it the Court of Savoy too. So oh, a little nod beautiful to, yeah. to her husband. Yep. And that's where she just goes to work administering yes. yep, the Netherlands and Low Countries. Love that. So when Charles was 15, Max Emilian decided that he's of age now. He's good. Um, he's ready to rule, good to go. And he doesn't consult Margaret about this, which is kind of, oh. yeah, because, you Maximilian know. Maximilian makes some questionable choices. He does. <laughs> and, like, you know, she's the guardian. She's been there. She knows what's going on yeah. in here. She just has no clue. Who knows who she even heard it from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Charles just comes in like, did you see this? Like, who knows, you know? Yeah, and he's 15. Right. He's not ready for shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, she wasn't stoked, but what, what yeah. did she do, you know? Um... So, yeah, so she doesn't just back out all of a sudden. She kind of tapers off and doesn't just dump it on him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, kind of slips out, lets him take over. Um, but in his letter, so Maximilian, he he did kind of go behind her back. Well, he did go behind her back. Not kind of. He did. He didn't ask Ugh. her. It's, you know, eh, we, yeah. we don't love it. Mm-mm. But... In at the end of the letter, the very last line, I wrote it down because I thought it was so sweet. He still is telling Charles, like, you know, don't forget, like, she watched everything that she did. Like, she did a mm-hmm. great job. Like, follow everything in yeah. her footsteps. And his last line was, you are her whole heart, hope, <gasps> and error. Like, so sweet, right? <laughs> that know. is really just the nicest. See, so, yeah, so he did it in a nice... Here's the thing about Maximilian. So, again, I will say... For the sake of time, I was looking into Margaret of Austria. And to me, it seems like Maximilian's not a bad guy. Maybe he was. I have no clue. So if yeah. you're listening to this and you're an expert on Maximilian the first, you're like, oh, wow, no, he was the worst. I'm like, no, but he was like kind of a nice dad. You know, like, I'm I mean, sorry, the I don't bar know. is so low yeah. with this time period. <laughs> yeah. So like what was a good what we would consider a good dad back then is not what we would consider right. a good dad now. Because like, dude... Or husband, like go rescue Anna Brittany. Yes, like go grab your daughter. You do not engage your daughter off when she is three. Right, but like times were different. It did. The seem... bar is lower. Yes, and he, it did. He had some redeeming moments. He that did. In other letters from the time you don't see. You he know? had like two brain cells left, and they were working overtime. <laughs> right, <laughs> just like from everything that I looked into and in the allotted time that we had, it seemed to me that Philip and Margaret, brother and sister, had a great. Relationship. That's good. Maybe they didn't. I don't. That's how it seemed to me. So just right. another disclaimer just there. From what you came across. Yeah. Yes. Um. So Charles is fifteen. He's in charge now. Balls in his court, and as happens with rulers of his age, his counselors and everyone around him wasted no time trying to poison his mind against uh, his aunt. Uh, yes, a, a because fucking course, though. Of course, because yeah. she's kicking ass. She has mm-hmm. power. They don't like that, and they want to control. Yes, through him. And even though everyone likes Margaret, like you know, nope, doesn't matter. Yeah, and he's young, impressionable. They're gonna take advantage of it. Um, 
It does not work. Charles oh, is like God. so loyal to her. Yeah, he's having none oh, of it. Good. So just two years after she gets removed um, from being in control of the Low Countries, he realizes he lost his most like competent counselor, like the only oh. person really that he can trust. Because yeah. as like a ruler of that age, like, do you have friends? You know, no, right? So it's nice to have and he's like her um, heart and soul. Yes, yeah, her whole heart. Yeah, so, it's so cute. cute. Um, um, so he has her reinstated. She was able to sign all of the official papers, handle all of the finances, like, without asking. It was her. Like, she was oh, in yeah. charge. Um, so her title of regent was fully restored. She's back in business. And she was good at this. That's our girl. So good at this. She's yes. likable, you know? Mm-hmm. She's great. And smart. Oh, yeah. She's great at negotiating. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, in fact. She rejects King Henry VII of England and still manages to negotiate trade relations with him and stuff like... Remain civil. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And negotiate. Tra- yeah. And she's so good that she begins to travel around on behalf of her oh. father and her uh, former father-in-law, Ferdinand, she is out on international negotiations for them and people just couldn't say no to her well, like ambassador she, oh yeah she Ugh. she knows politics she knows all the people she knows how to talk to these people again she's yeah. so in this world you know mm-hmm. she knows all of the major rulers she's seen things yeah <laughs> like, she grew up in this oh yeah yeah so she can hang right with them um there was so many quotes from ambassadors and people who saw her like working in these countries, but they were all along the same lines, but I have one here. It was, this princess has a man's talent for managing business. In fact, she was more capable than most men, end quote. That's right, because she had a woman's talent. <laughs> and they <laughs> underestimated that. <laughs> she, yeah, she was hanging right in there. Like, she oh, was doing a great that. job. Yeah. And so the ruling men of this time are all out there trying to just tear each other apart. They're all, yep, there's wars, battling, and she was able to secure peace in the Low Countries this entire time. Like, war is raging through Europe, and under her reign... It's it's all peace. Damn girl. She does the damn thing. She's doing the damn thing. Meanwhile, she, you know, she has wards that are under her care. Like she has wards or like children, you know, um, yeah. other people will like send their kids to live with, you know, well esteemed. She's very maternal. Yeah. And so yeah. she has that going on. She's educating all of them. Uh-huh. Um, she even continues to make Maximilian, her father's shirts and like embroider them and stuff. Does and she send them sleep? back to him. Like, how does she That's have time saying. for all she's this shit? She's doing politics. She's doing yeah. like mundane day to day stuff. You can embroider stuff at the same time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, know. She's, I can't. Yeah, I can was, barely manage to like clean a bathroom in yeah. one day. <laughs> that was another thing about Maximilian. I saw a letter that he sent to her saying, like, oh, hey, pretty much, you know, yeah. in, <laughs> this is not a direct quote, believe it or not. But he was like, hey, you're still sending me shirts and that's so cool i love seeing it like thank you daughter he appreciated it yeah like after all this time and everything else going on you know like the bar is low the bar is low for our expectations but he's hitting it yeah there's people out there yeah (laughs) philbert that can't govern one area and she's Uh like governing so many areas and doing all of this yeah embroidering teaching margaret what about margaret till we die Justice for Margaret. Um, justice for Don't Margaret. Don't forget, hashtag justice for Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> In 1518, Maximilian's health starts failing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's had a good run here, you know. Um, 
Before his eventual death, he did all that he could to secure the title of the Holy Roman Emperor to his grandson, Charles. But we know when a king dies, if an emperor dies, like, it's usually chaos right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's an election process, too. Yeah. So it's oh. going to get, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's trying okay. everything he can to, to secure Charles right. to be the next Holy Roman Emperor. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. And how old is Charles at this point? He was 18. So... Maximilian did everything he could to secure this, but he passed away and it wasn't set in stone. This was an election oh, no. process. And, and he's young. That's what I was one. worried about. I was like, how yeah. young is he? I mean, he's not like a little kid. He's no, he's, he's an adult. Yeah, but he's like, 18, but still he's pretty a teenager. Young. And it's a, you know, it's a corrupt election process. Anything <sighs> in Rome, like electing popes, any of that was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So Margaret stepped in and she's like oh well my dad's gone i'm here to take over this and i'm going to get you elected yeah so she started getting this uh reputation uh the the gossip you know um that she would do anything to get what she wanted not in a not in a sexy way (laughs) i saw the eyebrow go up no not not like that no Um, i'm more i'm now also worried like in a violent way um, and mostly in a bribey way. Oh, okay. Yeah, but go for it. She would like, you know, make some threats here and there. Oh, yeah. But no, she, she bribed cool. people hard. Like, okay. <laughs> everyone I don't, was saying it. I don't support it now, mm-hmm. but I support anything and everything that Margaret yeah. does. So yep. you bribe those bitches. And she did hard and it worked yeah. and he got elected Holy Fuck Roman yeah. Emperor. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yep. So Charles is now Holy Roman Emperor and now she is his deputy. To the Holy Roman Emperor. Yeehaw! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she would continue to serve Charles as regent of the Low Countries. Um, And again, while war is raging everywhere else, she has not only kept conflict out of the Low Countries, but she's actually secured more land (laughs) for them somehow. Well, damn. She is literally killing it. Um, She's kept the Low Countries out of war with France because France is just a thorn in our side here that's not going away. And they keep threatening, you know, all of this invasion and stuff. She's held them off. All of this economic pressure was building. And she she just killed it. She Capricorned it. She came out on top. She killed it. It all comes back to her being a Capricorn. Yep. It really does. And she, it really does. Mm -hmm. And she had a whole bunch of political successes. But if there was one thing that she was known for, which there's not because unfortunately she's not very known in history. But if there was... That sucks. I know. If there was one big thing, this is it. This is what I've wanted to tell you. The girl power moment. Yes. So the whole thing is called the ladies' peace. So already love it. Yes. Peace <laughs> as in like and love, not like of cake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah, this this little little shindig would end mm-hmm. up settling just years, years of political turmoil and strife. Mm-hmm. And it was all handled by ladies left as regents. Oh. So, on February 24th, this is a story. So here we go. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so, while Francis of France, <laughs> the king of France, yeah. campaigned against Charles, Margaret's nephew Charles, in Italy hard. He was, remember, he wanted to go to Italy and start conquering stuff? Oh my stuff. god, yeah. Yeah, so he's in there and he's doing that. He's putting uh, work on Italy. 
Um, he gets captured in battle. The king oh, of France shit. gets captured in battle in Italy. Oh, no. And Charles has him sent to Spain to be a prisoner. And he was treated terribly. Which, like... Oh. They- <laughs> then if you captured a king in battle you know like there's still a monarch like yeah their prison is not you know they're still like maybe in a, a, a nice room or yeah, something. yeah like okay. they're you know you still get treated well charles didn't give a fuck he hated him they hated each other and he was in a dungeon they weren't feeding him he almost died um his okay. sister oh, had nuts. to come down there and like nurse him back to health and like Ooh. beg them to like put him somewhere better like charles really dropped the ball there um mm-hmm. not really you know there's rules to war oddly enough and this Mm -hmm. wasn't it so (laughs) he was treated just terribly as a prisoner yeah and so while he was in prison his mother had to be the regent of france and her name was Louise of Savoy, Margaret's ex-sister-in-law and oh, childhood companion. Friend. Yes! Friend. Yes! Billy yes. Burke's sister! Oh, I love that. Okay. Yep. Love it. So, in August, she starts writing Margaret, her mm-hmm. childhood friend, being like, hey, you got my son, man. Like, what What can we do about this? Yeah. Um, can I please negotiate with you to get him out charles isn't even going to talk to me and margaret's like hell yeah you can let's let's talk about it yeah charles was pissed um Mm -hmm. because she didn't ask his permission here and whereas she didn't have to in the low countries you know she could do whatever she wanted like he's in spain now like she hasn't had anything to do with spain since juan died you know this is a pretty big fucking deal she did it anyways because sometimes you know like you can't just take the king of france and have him treated terribly and and charles would keep doing these mind games where he'd like come and show up and be like yeah yeah i'll let you go soon and then just like leave and like have him like torture you charles yeah he kind of got a little power like it's like okay don't try to take over italy that's really not cool that's really uncool of you yeah but like yeah he didn't no one deserves to be treated inhumanely. No, you should have followed, like, the guidelines, the rules, you know? Like, yep. you should have honored that. He's yeah, and still... then to play mind games with you and, yeah. like, psychologically torture yeah. someone on top of that. So no, it don't love so. that. Yep, so mm-hmm. Margaret didn't care. She's like, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and... <laughs> try to negotiate the release here because this and can't keep happening. I support Margaret and, and everything she does. And just like, fine, I want nothing to do with it. You've tried to figure it out. Good luck. Like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh. So, these two women are like, fine, yes. we're going to meet on neutral ground and we're going to talk about it. So, in the following July, because these things take a while, mm-hmm. um, they show up um, in Cambrai, neutral ground, and they negotiate for about three weeks. So, oh man, yeah, and what the letters going back and forth to like, there was a quote from Louise just to show like where they were at in this whole thing. Louise was like, No, it's a negotiation, like, let us argue, like, let us go at each other, but not do it hatefully, like, not meanly. And so, that's what they were setting up to do the whole time. And let me tell you how these absolute queens rolled into this whole thing so margaret shows up first Mm -hmm. and she arrives in this quote splendid litter dressed to the absolute nines surrounded by 24 archers and just goes parading in like the boss that she is two hours later louise shows up in a quote sumptuous 
litter. So we have splendid and sumptuous going Ooh. on. I'll take either one of those. Yes. Um, she brought her daughter, Marguerite. Uh, she brought her chaplain, her painter. She brought choirs. It, the, showing up to this place was like... Are they like, not having a party? No, this was like <laughs> Met Gala 1525. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, what's going on? Yeah. And they show up and they're cool with each other and they start negotiating. So the agreement ultimately aimed at the, the goal was to get Charles um, and the French king to like calm down like to just leave each other alone pretty I much love, i love that these two women are getting together like Ugh, can God. they just like calm the fuck down <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so the way that they were going to do this was by <gasps> a double, double marriage, marriage. <laughs> oh man mm. didn't see that one coming this one's a buckle up for this one. Oh fuck yeah so the agreement was i'll say this a couple times okay, okay. okay. so charles's sister by the way charles has a sister Okay. Um, her yeah, name is not yeah. also okay. So also of Philip and yes, Juana the Mad. Yes. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, her name is Eleanor. Love that name. I That's know. my cat's name. Yep. And um, <laughs> and um, she was um, married. I believe the king of Portugal. I. It's, okay. Whoever the ruler of Portugal was, I think it was a king. I'm not entirely sure what the monarch was called, but right. that's who she was married to. Gotcha. He died. Okay. So Everyone's dying. Charles's sister was going to marry Francis, the king, the French king. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. And so because the French queen, Claude, had also just died. So. Oh, shit. Yes. So Charles's sister, Eleanor. Got it. Is going to marry Francis, Prince. the one in jail right now, mm -hmm. the king of France, okay? Mm -hmm. and Francis so, of France. Yep. And so then Eleanor's infant daughter, Maria of Portugal, is then going to marry Francis's son and heir, the French Dauphin, whose name is also Francis, because this is a fucking nightmare. So to be clear. Yes. Marie, correct? Maria, the yes. daughter. Yep. Maria. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Maria, her husband would also be her stepbrother, correct? Yes. Cool. Okay. Yep. Just. Yep, we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and that's Yikes. what they came up with, and Charles didn't give a fuck, and so Francis was released. <laughs> they released the French king. What a way to end your imprisonment. Um, Marriage. Yeah, here's the thing. Francis is like so livid it's not even funny he has absolutely zero damn intention of holding any of this up like he is pissed i mean he was he almost died oh yeah and let me Fucking tell you enough. let me tell you why else because margaret being the negotiator made out like a bandit here and oh. this treaty it was called the treaty of madrid because that's where he was held mm -hmm. prisoner it was humiliating for Francis, the way that she worked him over. And Louise was kind of, what can she do? It is his mom, but also he's in prison, you know. They and negotiated. have no control over and this. it also speaks to the fact that, like, Margaret was that good that, like, this is her friend and they're still friends and stuff. And, like, she won so hard, but she's I so love this smooth for her. about it, you I know? I love this for her. Yeah. So <laughs> the Treaty of Madrid... <laughs> renounced every single claim that he had made that Francis had made in Italy and gave it back to Charles. So every 
little bit of progress he made in the whole war in Italy, gone. Give him back to Charles. Um, he also had to surrender Burgundy back to Charles. Oh my god. And he had to give up the lordship over Flanders and Artois. And none of that was the worst part. The worst part was a double, a, a twofer, if you will. The uh, emperor, the Holy Roman Emperor Charles, did demand this astronomical ransom to get him out of prison. An unrealistic number that was never going to be possible to be met at all. It wasn't happening. Yeah. But he would go ahead and let him go if he offered him some collateral. So he's going to take Francis's two oldest sons. Oh, my God. And imprison them in Spain no, till no, you can no, pay no. me. No, yeah. no, no. Um, he didn't hey. have a choice. So that's what happened. Uh. These kids were eight and six. And <gasps> picture the drama. So Francis has been in prison for a couple years now. And they literally, his sons and him, walked right past each other <laughs> doing the switch across the no, lines no, and no. everything. And again, these these kids were treated horribly. Babies. They didn't I didn't find anything that said that they like tortured them or anything. They did nothing. They threw them in a room somewhere. No one spoke <sighs> French. They didn't speak their language. Oh so my god! No one talked to them. Even no one if they were treated well with no one speaking French, that's torture enough. Oh yeah, yeah. So now they're his two sons are in Spanish custody. He's pissed. Like yeah, he's so mad. <laughs> yeah. um, his heirs. Oh yeah, and babies. Yes, there's babies. And uh, a weird thing that I found this whole time. So Francis really got taken through the ringer here, right, in Spain, badly. <laughs> yeah. A crazy just side thing I found in the research here was a King Henry of Navarre was fighting right by Francis in Italy and also got captured and taken to Madrid. With Francis, both of these kings are imprisoned, and King Henry of Navarre ran away. Huh. Yeah. He ran away. It's that easy. And meanwhile, Francis... Just open the door, you run out? Yeah. And Francis is just getting rocked. Like, him, his kids, his country, just fucked raw. And Henry of Navarre ran away. I don't know. That would be another fun thing to look into. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yep. So, um... Once the second Francis got back to France, he was like, nope, the war is back on. I'm done. So they start fighting again. Nothing. <sighs> yeah, they canceled out the entire thing. Ugh. I know. So. But he got to get his babies back. He had to get his babies back. Yeah. Um, this whole war, all of this dragged out for another two years. And at this point, Margaret's kind of getting a little older, you know, Aww. and she's sick of it. And yeah. so she is about to do one of her last acts as regent, you know, govern governor of the Netherlands, right. low countries, all of that. One, mm -hmm. one of her big final acts. And she is going to go put an end to all of this. And her decision to do that was... To do the same thing they did to begin with before the boys came along and fucked it all up. Yeah. So she gets a hold of Louise of Savoy and she's like, hi, so wow, they still suck. <laughs> Let's get back together and figure this yeah. out again because they can't handle their shit. Yeah. So Louise is like, yeah, clearly, I guess we're going to handle this. I they love somehow, these friends. I love this friendship. I know. They somehow got the boys to agree that like, can you please just let us handle, like, you guys have other things going on. Like, stop this go to your match bore. between <laughs> Yeah. And we Give will figure his kids shit out. back and yes. leave them alone. Yeah. So 
they make a no boys allowed rule and they head Good. right back to Cambrai to finish this treaty. So this treaty started in 1525 when uh, Margaret and Louise started talking about the, the Ladies' Peace Treaty. That was the initial meeting. Yes. Okay. Um, it's not going to be finalized till 1529 after all of this happened. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so now they're going back to finalize everything. Okay. Um. So Louise has her daughter, Marguerite. They all plan to meet at their neutral city and all of that. But this time before Margaret left, all of her advisors and her army, everyone was like, don't go. They're going to take you prisoner. Like, oh. they, yeah, like, they have his kids. You already took her son prisoner. They're going to come after you and take you prisoner to get back at Charles. Don't go. Yeah. Everyone was telling her, don't go go. And what Margaret told them was, quote, that she had no mistrust or fear of any sort that regarded Louise or the King of France. And if any of her counselors or courtiers were scared, they might just go home. <laughs> so she literally <laughs> what a bad said, bitch. oh, hi, if you're scared, go to church. I'm going to finish this treaty. <laughs> if you want to be scared, little children, yeah. then run off to your yeah. mommies. But I'm going to go take care afraid. of my business. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to handle this thing I love her. and finish this. Yes. And so she went. And that's and her in, bestie. Yep. And she ain't scared. 1529, they arrived back there, I'm sure in the same grandeur and luxury that they arrived the first time. Yes. And they... Their little propped up Coachella that they've got going on here. <laughs> yep. The very first thing was reach an arrangement for the ransom for the two kids. Um, Good. That was the first thing. Um, then... Francis agreed to actually celebrate his marriage with Eleanor, like to, okay. you know, like make a show of it, like not mm -hmm. make it this awful thing, like do all the ceremonies, all the pomp and circumstance, all of that. Good. This is her niece. You're yes. not going to treat her bad. No. So um, they also, <laughs> here's the kicker. I'm sure Louise mostly wanted her grandchildren back. Yeah. Which she got. And that's great because this treaty pretty much confirmed all of the land uh, discrepancies that had been settled the first time. Oh, so man. So Charles yep. was still making out oh, yeah. because Margaret yep. is awesome. And again, she's not, yeah, we're friends, but I'll bribe you. I'll yeah. bribe you with anything kind uh -huh. of thing. And she did. A lot of gossip like came you know, from that, like, what, what was she giving people? What was she doing? Cause she was bribing them and she didn't confirm or deny kind of thing. Yep. So, um, Good for her. Yep. <laughs> so the ladies peace was formally concluded in August, but, uh, Margaret and Louise arranged to kind of keep this an ongoing treaty, like for sure generations to come. Out and, oh yeah. yeah with will double change. Yeah. They're yep. going to try to keep this going through double marriages. So they're going to try for Louise's grandchildren to marry Charles's children mm -hmm. and all of this. Very Habsburg. Um, so <laughs> yep. yeah, <laughs> so that was the goal. Obviously that never came to fruition because these two ladies were older and died and the boys can't like, so they cannot, they cannot hang. So, but there was peace for as long as these two women were alive. Well, they if succeeded. only they could live forever. Yep. Yeah. They went out as regents and handled this battle between these two, having Our this girls. Big, yeah, and handled the damn thing. Ugh. Um, but again, she was getting towards the end of her life and all of her hard work and like loneliness and stuff started to take a toll on her. <sighs> 
because um, she had there was so much going on again i can't who's her support system here like i know oh, I margaret no, I know. no husband your brother no gone. kids yeah your best friend is technically your enemy yeah <laughs> like it's hard who's your support yeah. nothing yeah and um Again, I can't stress enough, like, God, the amount of wars and territory disputes going on right now that she kept all of the low countries out of, not to mention that she was the deputy to the Holy Roman Emperor, who's her nephew. And this is while the Protestant Reformation's going on. There is so much to deal with. Again, that's how this whole story became a two-part thing, because... Picking what to cut out of this and keep it was impossible. So you can't hard. take any of this oh, out. Yeah. No. It was so cheap. The Protestant Reformation was brutal. Yeah. And she was dealing with that. So she she had a bunch of things going on. Yeah. And it started to take a toll. Um, she'd be, she had been having trouble with her leg for a long time. They never said why, but I'm wondering if she did jump out of the window. Oh, yeah. And, like, get an I was injury. thinking, like, I wonder if she, like, broke her leg, at least, yeah, if maybe. she did manage to jump out. I couldn't find... And, okay, so just another little disclaimer. I'm sure that there is someone out there, people out there, just as obsessed with Margaret of Austria as I am about Anne Boleyn, right. who are out there like, no, this is wrong or something. Give us a break. Yep. <laughs> I only had a few days to research this and get it out. Like, I'm also, sure that there was, you know, explanations. <laughs> yes. And if there were, please tell us. If you're an expert on Margaret and Oh, we'd info, love to hear more. Oh, I would love to. But this was this, just quick research yeah, that I could find here. Yeah, this is about historical gossip. gossip. This is 90% hearing about things and 10% making our own assumptions yes. based on what we've heard. Yes. And that's is that not what just history is in general though? That's it's what like I'm saying. hearing from other people who heard from other people who heard from like a friend of a friend of a friend, right? right? That's like all that, it is. that is what history mostly mm-hmm. is. And we're just we're making it extra gossipy. We're keeping it going. Mm-hmm. We're keeping the tradition alive. Yeah. Cuz there there very well could be a source out there that sums it up if she jumped out of the window didn't jump out of the window all of that I couldn't find it I in love, my time crunch I love making an assumption either way her leg had been giving her trouble Ugh. the doctors thought that it was gout so they tried to treat it as gout and it made everything way worse as medicine did back then did they just um, put a leech on her is it good? Um, not yet um, yeah. what they tried first with the gout treatment um just gave her a really bad fever. So then they tried the bloodletting and oh. releasing the humors and all of that, which is oh, what good. you need when you have a fever. Well, I always wonder about the bloodletting. When did that ever work? Like, when did that work? And they were like, oh, this is what we should do from now on. It like, did it. Something else worked. And they were like, oh, it must have been the bloodletting. Yes. <laughs> like, it was an infection that their body naturally fought off. And they're like, well... I did let them bleed for a long time, so that must have been it. And then they just, like, went off of that for forever. Yeah. Yep. I guess Terrible. I know it. Um, Oh, gosh. And, like, the tools that they use and stuff, like, to bleed people, like, those little, like, almost, like, hammer chisel things and stuff. I have not seen that, but... It's, it's, yeah, a lot. I'd prefer the leech. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, um... Obviously, like, the bleeding and all, like, the bloodletting and all that uh, just caused infection. And it was all getting worse and worse. So she knew that she was at the end of her life here. So she called her confessor and her notary to her Mm -hmm. to get all of her affairs in order. Um, She signed a pretty significant number of her legacies and stuff over to 
her servants, people who had served her loyally <sighs> for years. Yeah, which again, I thought I couldn't love her more. No, I know. Um, she left uh, Charles as her heir, but she left all of these other little things to like her servants and Yay. stuff. And she started uh, drafting or dictating rather her final goodbye to Charles, which she pretty much just recommended like peace. And yes. the things that she was saying in that note were like so sweet. She's like, I, my only regret is I'm not with you right now that I don't get to see you one more time before I die. And I just hope that like, you're going to be okay. And like, that, please. That's her baby. That was oh, her yeah. son. Like, yep. and they were, as we all do, we roll our eyes at our son sometimes and are like, Oh my God, yeah. what you doing, man? You probably didn't need to torture the King of France for like God. years and years. But yeah, she loves but, him. Yeah. No, yeah. If if my son tortured the King of France, I'd be like, oh, bro. Can you not? You, yeah, stop it. Yeah. Nothing can ever make me stop loving you. I'm but like dear so God. disappointed in you right now. Yes. The torture. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you were Dude, not that was this not way. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not raise you to torture. Yeah. But so she ended up dying on November 30th of 1530. Um, so she's 50 years old. I was going was to say she life. is still... Yeah, pretty young. It's a good life for back by then, By our though. standards, that's young. Yes. But, like, I guess... Back yeah, then, okay. it was a good long life. Yeah. Um, she was temporarily buried at a convent until her tomb next to Philibert uh, was completed from all those ruins and stuff that she had been fixing her whole life. Again, good. she never saw it while she was alive. Yeah. But she was buried next to Philibert the whole good. time. Good. Um, so she ended up being mostly known. I mean, <laughs> all of that was a lot. Um, but what people say about her now is not the Treaty of the Ladies or she ruled these countries or <laughs> she was the, yeah, she got him elected a Holy Roman Emperor. But what the no. fuck do they say? Um, that she was a huge patron of the arts, which was true. She was a huge patron of the arts. And like when the Renaissance yeah. was coming on, like That's she, cool. she did keep like some pretty dope company like okay. Leonardo da Vinci oh, like yeah, she had bitch. him around mm -hmm. um her yeah, library had books by Christine Pizan Pizan I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong um but some call her the first feminist writer ever. yeah bitch yeah <laughs> um and although she didn't have any children of her own she really left a long line of successful kind of political daughters what people call them like people mm. yeah who like served under her ladies of weight Learned um, from her. Yep. Like mm -hmm. my bottom bitch, Ambo Lynn did in 1513 yes. when she got sent to be her lady in waiting at Mechelen. So she sat oh, there shit. and learned all of this stuff about being like an actual voice and yes. like a woman leader mm -hmm. and like learned. Here's just, I'm just going to say it. None of this even had a damn thing to do about Margaret of Austria. This made Ambo Lynn <laughs> who yes. she was the yes. person. <laughs> and that's the takeaway. Here. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Margaret your love. <laughs> deserves her own story. Um, she yeah, she was amazing, bitch. but Ugh. yeah. So she did leave a legacy behind in in that way. Ugh. Um, okay. I mean, like at least she had some sort of legacy, but like she should be known for all of this. Isn't it crazy that like yeah. a lot of people don't know? And, I had no idea. And the back and forth, and the marriage, and the death, and the arrange, and this and that. It was so common what a ride back then. For her. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. And she came out so on top and yeah. ended on top. Oh and my gosh. Just owned face yep. the whole time. I would have just curled up in a ball and just been done long before. And oh she gosh. just kept on 
trucking. Oh, yeah. She was trucking. Yeah. No, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she had a, a secret manstress. <clears throat> oh. Not a mistress, a manstress. There you go. Yeah. We will make anything and everything into a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she <laughs> never got with him, like, very clearly. <laughs> This was a real well, person. <laughs> maybe we just don't know about it. Maybe she. I mean, there are things also let out, like not included in gossip, right? Yeah. So, and she was. I don't know. A great briber. She could have bribed people. Yes. To be like, shh. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Nobody tell me. I'm gonna go hop on this on the side. Don't say anything. And I say power I really, to her. I, really I hope so. that for her. Another person called the handsome. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> just she like, needs another the handsome. Yeah, like Gary the handsome. He's the like <laughs> our he's man Gary, the page boy out yeah. there. Yeah, helping. Yeah, <laughs> we love that for Gary too. Yeah. I don't think Gary was one of the five names <laughs> existing back then. It would have been Henry, John, yeah. Philip. Yeah, but Juan you know Juan. what? Yeah, good for him. Good for anyone yep. who got with our girl Margaret. Yep. I love her. I know. So thank you for sticking that out. Oh, with that me. was I know lovely. That, I know it was a lot, but again, no, I loved every second of that. I know. I did cut I a love ton her. out. I did cut a ton out. Trust I me on that. Sure, so, yeah. I am sure, yeah. But damn, she's great. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love her. I am now a Margaret of Austria fangirl, I think. Yeah. I'm going to start a club. Love that. Yeah. Hashtag. I will be the president. I know you told me all this information. <laughs> Maybe you should be the president, but no, it's me now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hashtag justice for Margaret. I'm sure that we could work this out in some way. Maybe if we had a double marriage between yeah. our children and then <gasps> oh my our God. siblings. I don't have one. Um, you're a sibling to like my cousins and then our yeah. children will marry each other. And that's yeah. how we're going to solve this because yeah. that's how you solve stuff. Okay. Well, you know... Maybe my daughter will be into younger men and she can marry your son. <laughs> there we go. Now you need to have a daughter <laughs> for my son to marry. And we good. Double yeah. marriage. Boom, they can all right just there. marry each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. perfect. And we'll cite this source. Is yes. The, it's okay. <laughs> it's our plan. It worked yeah. out for Margaret of Austria. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the, the lady's piece, right? Yeah. <laughs> our version. We just want to be like family in law. That's all. That's that really it. <laughs> and you know what? Goal. I want my kids to be set up with a great mother in law. No. Because not everyone is. So it would be great for them. We would, like, ultimately, oh, we could have, like, Thanksgivings together. Oh, it'd make life so much easier. Wow. Because our whole families would just get together for everything. Oh, God. There's another big takeaway double marriage. Yep. We double took marriage. Anne Boleyn and double marriage out of all this. Uh huh. Yep. That, <laughs> that is what we got out of all this. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next time with some um, suggestions yes. of people. We can't wait. So yep, keep it's on my coming. turn next time. And I'm not sure if I can live up to freaking margaret in this whirlwind story but i'm going to try i know that you can that was fantastic yep and keep your suggestions coming please we really want to start relying on that yes yes we chose these first two ourselves but we want to do what you want us to do yes (laughs) we want to hear what you want to know yep perfect now it is time for a fresh cup so um, this is from Reddit again because mm-hmm. we are recording this and part one in the same day. In the same day. So it's all from Reddit. So I've heard this one on other podcasts and stuff before, but it is such a fucking doozy <laughs> that I I don't think you've ever heard it. Okay. But it's insane. I'm never like, on Reddit, so I probably yeah. have not. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but it's like, how is this real life? But this is one of the more popular Reddit stories. Okay, so relationship advice it's a subreddit my this is the title my 22 female fiance 25 male 
wants his father to check my hymen tomorrow night before I get married. What? Are we still in the 1400s? (laughs) Indeed we are not. This is three years ago. How is this even... How did she even write this? How did you not leave immediately? How did you not look him dead in the eye and say, go fuck yourself and just walk out and never talk to him ever again? Wow. Okay. My fiance proposed to me about eight months ago. We decided on having a relatively small wedding, which is in two days. Everything was going great. He seems absolutely perfect and we are very much in love. I'm a virgin and so is he. He wanted to save it for marriage and I wasn't fussed, so I agreed to saving it. He has told me earlier that in his family, the father checks the virginity of the bride the night before the wedding. I laugh this off as it seriously sounds like a massive joke. That would be a bad joke. What a terrible joke that would be. Now, it turns out he's dead serious. He wants me the night before to open my legs up in a small ceremony type thing so his dad can check me while him, his brothers, and uncle can watch so they can know I'm still pure. (laughs) Okay. There's multiple people? Oh. I'm going to keep going because I have, like, a lot to say. Yeah. Um, so I just need to get it all out. Okay. Yeah. I told him, fat chance, I'm going to do that. And he was begging me to go through with it and how important it is for him. And he said he knew it was slightly embarrassing for me. That is violating. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Oh, my God. But his mom did. And it will prove how much I love him. And that <sighs> I have nothing to hide anyway. As I'm still a virgin, I left. And he was crying. It was very dramatic to be age. <laughs> I want to call off the whole wedding. Yeah, because of this and never talk to him again. But at the same time, it's only one thing. And other than that, we are genuinely perfect for each other. It is not one thing. It is not one thing. There's no way it's just one thing. Well, and it's several people in this room also. This is like, this is not just one issue. This is a million different issues. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend my life with anyone else. And it's very important to him and his family. What if he said, hey, it's really important to me that instead of wearing a wedding ring, you cut off your ring finger. Right. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter how important it is to him if it's fucked up. I would literally probably almost rather lose a finger than have my every male in-law that I have come in and check my virginity. Like, no. What the fuck do I do? I'm currently... What the frick frack do I do to say fuck? I'm currently at my (laughs) friend's house and I might stay here for the night. Tomorrow will be our last day as an unmarried couple. And I'm straight up panicking. Okay, so here's the thing. Your hymen is not an indicator of whether you are a virgin or not. Again, what year is this? Yeah. What year is this? That's insane. Also, like, your virginity does not dictate if you are pure or not no like just and these are all like the obvious points to make yeah like of how fucked up this is yeah yeah but like it does not matter how important it is to his family like he can royally fuck himself oh yeah you no this is like this why is it so important to your family too like yeah if i understand that to some people being virgins before you're married is important to you and that's totally fine you do your damn thing but i guess being seeing it should not be that important to every is, male in your family is trust not also important and yeah. shouldn't he just trust you when yeah. you say that i am a virgin yeah which is a social construct by the way but like again these are very 
obvious things that are just not even worth getting into because what the fuck yeah yeah every very obvious red flag yeah yeah you and that he's trying to like guilt you and manipulate you and then again like i feel like this is awful no matter which way you slice it right Mm -hmm. but then the way that they want to do it too is even worse like it's not like they're like okay I have this friend who's a gynecologist, and you're yeah. going to go to him slash her, and they're going to tell us, like, you need to let us, let them disclose yeah. this medical information about you. No, they want, like, a bunch of people, men, yeah, in the room. And that's the thing, like, if you had to do this, if this is, like, some cultural thing or something, like, you couldn't just, like, have the women, maybe? Would be Wouldn't a they little know? better? Wouldn't they know more than you? Yeah. Well, I feel like at that point... Us and the girls are just going into the room. We're all just going to shoot the shit. And like, <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. she's totally going to choose a virgin. Because women would do yeah. this to each other. Yeah. This is awful. No, we um, would not. Like, my God. Yeah. There's an update. Okay. Okay. Wait, really quick. Yeah. Did he just like truthfully not tell her about this at all until the absolute last possible second too? Because Correct. I hate that. Yeah. That is like so manipulating. That is such a big, this is so violating. Oh yeah. Like if she doesn't want this to happen, which like who fucking would? Yeah. This is sexual assault. No. That's and, what like, this well, is. And guys don't like it, you know, like, yeah, you like put your penis and stuff. Like we let you inside us. <laughs> like yeah. that's a big deal yes. inside of your body your own body that's yes. big and that's something that like well i guess maybe some guys do know but like you you know like it's that's a, a lot. lot it's very personal and, and intimate people. and intimate, then to yeah. have all these men no a no. whole ass group that's disgusting spectators and then you have to like go to holidays with them <laughs> And know that they've no, no. been all up in your jade. Yeah, no. Yeah. And that they're all, like, going to go talk about it and stuff. Ugh. And, like, what if she wasn't? What if she wasn't a virgin? They're going to come out and be like, nope, hymen's not intact. We're done. And call the whole wedding yeah, off. What anyways? if like, her what hymen was wasn't intact because of when she rode a bike Yeah, at whatever age? I don't know these people, but I don't even know if they're going to be looking for her hymen intact. I don't even know if that's what this is about. I don't to even be know honest, if they these, can see that. These men don't even know where the clit is. We know <laughs> yeah, that. No. They for sure do they not don't. know how to check whether someone they is a virgin or not. In fact, no one does because no. there's no way to check. No, they have never <laughs> pleasured a woman to completion before ever. Like, absolutely no, not. They absolutely have not. And they do not have the right in oh, any God. circumstance to right. do this. Well, hit me with so the here's update. the update. First oh, of all, God. thank you so much for the replies. I didn't think this would get so big. Really? You didn't? <laughs> you don't think that this is the most wild thing you've ever heard in your life? I like that like this was her solution too. She's like, oh yeah, I have to like do this tomorrow, but like yeah. let me get on Reddit tonight. And like the world was probably like like texting yeah, right? like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I if my husband had said that to me the night before our wedding, I would have been calling the police (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) a therapist like hi this man needs help (laughs) okay so special shout out to the person who says this was fake solely on the fact that i write like a man whatever that means okay um (laughs) also thanks for the golden silver okay i went and talked to him this morning 
I told him that his father is not going to look at me and he needs to respect that. He was adamant that it needs to happen and accused me about lying about my virginity. (laughs) I was trying to be calm and rational, but he was not having it. Sometimes being calm and rational can cause an unstable person to be more unstable, unfortunately. They like want you to get on their level. Yes, that is true. Yeah, I'm sure that it is making him upset, which... It's not your fault. You should remain calm right. and rational. Well, but. and how she was like, other than this, we're perfect. It's like, no, no I don't think so. Were, yeah, and this is not going to be the only weird thing that they do. If you seriously want me to believe that this family is totally normal in every other way except for this. No. No. Don't believe it. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Um, I was trying to be calm and rational, but he was not having it and just became more and more angry. I told him if he really loved me, he would stand by me on this and tell his father no. To which he slapped me <gasps> and said he didn't need to prove anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's that then. That's that's that. He slapped you. Yeah, you th- cut his th- penis off. Going back to the whole, like, <laughs> other than this, we're perfect. <laughs> like, there's no way. He's never slapped you before, huh? This was this was what did it? I don't know. I I mm-hmm. I feel like there had to be some sort of escalation, which there had like to be. people snapping absolutely happens. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that this belief system is so normal to him, yeah, and that he's so willing to get physically violent with you, yeah. You can't tell me there weren't, like, some red flags. No. Whether that be, like, emotional, physical, whatever. There there had to be some sort of abuse, which he probably gaslit her into believing was perfectly normal and well, fine. Yeah, well, and the way that she said that he said it would be, like, a ceremony type thing, this almost does sound like a belief. that, like, yes. a, So you had to have known that they had some weird beliefs or you know or Mm -hmm. their religion was that intense or something like this no there has to be something there's something just so wow deeply wrong he slapped her so i ended it and left him good (laughs) i'm currently back at my friend's house being miserable and eating pizza which is pretty fun so yep thanks everyone so yep thanks everyone (laughs) smiley face (laughs) wow okay oh um well, good for her um i would have went ahead and like gone to the wedding and like walked up to the altar and like smacked him right there and then left except no but- i wouldn't because then they would have had to check me so no Ugh. yeah no yeah no 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 no. i would have hosted i would have still had the wedding and just disinvited all of his family <laughs> and just, and just, had just a jammed with party. my family and friends <laughs> and go tell them what the hell just oh, happened absolutely yeah. no i wouldn't tell my family a damn thing they would all show up be like hey why is this side of the aisle empty and then i would get up there in my hot ass dress mm-hmm. and be like <laughs> guess fucking what yeah <laughs> he wanted to check my hymen and he hit me please are involved it's a whole thing um let's go get some dinner and drinks yeah bitches. Let's go. i'm losing my virginity tonight to someone else because <laughs> <laughs> yes. you deserve that bitch <laughs> yeah you do oh yeah you saved it for this guy no oh yeah no i hope someone i'm telling you he this man cannot find the clit like he no. would not have made you happy in that way no or any way no 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 period no, he probably thinks that like if women orgasm he won't have sons you know <laughs> like i'm no what a human piece he probably of garbage. thinks that women pee out of their vaginas that's yeah. just one hole probably yeah a singular hole yeah he definitely thinks that 
they don't know how to look for a hymen. How are these men medically trained? No, That's you, my you'll, question. You'll have a speculum. You just have one of those. <laughs> like, she gonna go in there and like have stirrups and shit. You weren't looking for any right? hymen, you perverts. No. Like, no. You are just weird little fetish freaks. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Pushing your fetishes onto people who don't want anything to do with it. Have your fetishes, but this is not cool. Is this not is cool. assault. I have it's assault. never heard that story. Holy hell. Ew. Well, you heard it here for the first you heard time. It here on our History Podcast. <laughs> everybody yeah <laughs> again as we ended with my episode um have fun talking to your therapist about this i hope you recover well i really just had to like your story was like sad mm-hmm. but i really had to like throw the grossness in there yeah. a, a nasty a circumstance twisted kind of thing very yeah. gross yeah but thanks for listening yeah <laughs> stay away from guys who want the men in their family to like check your hymen right yeah tell them to go fuck themselves yep tell them that you will once they stretch those legs out and you can look at their butthole <laughs> there you go <laughs> There you go. That's the deal. That's the deal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, keep listening. Okay, see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Spill the Mead is written and produced by Emily Bourdon and Maddie Gervais. Music is composed by Nicholas Lee. You can find him at N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-L-E-I-G-H-M-U-S-I-C.com. That's nicholasleemusic.com.